Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Daylight savings time is coming up, and so we move forward. We lose an hour in the spring. Spring forward, fall back. I like the fall better because we get that extra hour of sleep or so it feels. But what does it do to your circadian rhythms and your internal body clock? Does it mess with it? You know, does it mess with it? My guest today is Dr. William Katz. He's the medical director of Sleep Disorders Center, Borges Medical Center in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Dr. Katz. What does daylight savings time do to our sleep cycles? Well, it it, it alters it alters it because uh, certainly this is the is the time this spring period when we we lose an hour, so you're losing an hour of sleep, and our sleep is is controlled by two mechanisms. One is a mechanism that uh, makes us sleep based on how long we've been up. It, it's called the homeostatic mechanism. It puts pressure on us to sleep based on how long we've been up and if it's time for us to sleep. And the other mechanism, as you mentioned, is our circadian rhythm. And this is a built-in clock that we all have. Um, and it is it, it, it regulates, uh, it synchronizes or resets itself each day to just within a few minutes of the Earth's 24-hour rotation cycle. And it it uh, it controls sleep and when we eat and how alert we are and our body temperature and hormones and and when we lose that hour uh, the clock doesn't change our internal clock doesn't change all we're doing is changing external clocks so now we're tr- we've traded an hour of daylight in the morning for an hour of daylight in the evening and we actually lose that hour and people can now wake up and uh, be sleepy and foggy, and it can take them some time to get going again until they readjust to the time change. Well, so Dr. Katz, first of all, I know I'm a little bit weaselly when I say this, but when our kids were littler, when the time change came, I found that as an opportunity to put them to bed earlier. <laughs> I would like not change the clock or turn it back early or do, I mean, I messed around all the time to get them to go to bed during it, but it seemed to help them adjust better. Because I made and, them have an extra hour of sleep, basically. You did the right thing. If we, you know, it's a little late now since we're changing the clocks, but, you know, two in the morning Sunday. But if 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 the, in the week before you uh, a parent of children just gradually starts getting them into bed a little bit earlier, fifteen minutes earlier, say every couple of days, so that by the end of the week leading into the time change, they, they've gone, actually gone to bed a little bit, an hour earlier, yep. cumulatively. And then, you know, they, you can even let them sleep a little bit longer in the morning. That's probably the, the best way to affect the time change for them um, because they need their sleep, especially young children. You know, kids need more sleep. Uh, and, and, and adolescents and teenagers, though they don't, and busy, tired moms. We all need more sleep. <laughs> Gosh, Dr. Katz, sleep. we yeah. all need more sleeps. And I, and I just, I know that we can all feel it. And does it make a difference that early morning when it's dark, and I'm an exercise physiologist, if I'm going to train somebody at 6 in the morning and it's pitch black dark, it's hard to get up. But in the summer, boy, it's nice and light at 6 o'clock. I can pop out of bed and get right out and going. You know, so does that mess with the way that we're able to go about our day? 
it does because we the brain is working on a light and dark principle. We're awake when it's light out, and we're asleep when it's dark out. And uh, you know, melatonin. I mean, uh, the, the, this circadian rhythm controls certain hormones, specifically, uh, you know, melatonin, which helps uh, helps us cause causes drowsiness and lowers our body temperature, gets us ready for sleep. And that starts to be secreted when it when it starts getting dark, uh, and when it's light, you have less, you have no melatonin, so you're 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 awake. So yes, you're sluggish. You're you're just not fully awake and prepared to start uh, when it's still dark. Um, it's true, so, and, and especially if you sleep deprive yourself. So what do you think about melatonin? You mentioned melatonin, and there's a million of them on the market now. Melatonin tabs and things and whatever. So if someone is having trouble sleeping, do you recommend that they take one of those? Well, you make your own melatonin. And um, so, you know, when we, so we all produce our own melatonin in the brain, in a little gland in the brain called the pineal gland, and it causes us to get drowsy and gets us ready for sleep. Um, as a as a sleep aid, something used for to treat insomnia, is really no evidence that it's a long term aid uh, for a chronic insomnia patient. That it's going to produce results in the long term. We, if it's used uh, for sleep medicine, its biggest utility is to use it when people have certain circadian rhythm disorders. Um, you know jet lag type disorders or and we can time the melatonin or if 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 people are staying up really late and then they uh, and then they get up later than they want so it's not so at socially acceptable hours you know if we time melatonin therapy in addition to doing other things we might help again coordinate that internal clock that we all have but um, to use it as a sleeping pill yeah it could help make you drowsy but Many people find that they also wake up a little bit with a hangover because it hangs around a long time. Yeah. Um, so they might wake up feeling a little sluggish from it. And it is so important, as you said, to get our kids to bed early, especially, and as the days are later, you know, the days are lighter, longer. And there's a wonderful Robert Louis Stevenson poem, Bed in Summer, about a child going to bed by day and how it's hard for the child to go to bed when it's bright and sunny outside at 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And it's, it's a good one. I hope my listeners will look it up sometime. But Dr. Katz, in the last few minutes here, give us your best as a sleep specialist, your best sleep hygiene advice. Tell the listeners about electronics and, and, and temperature. We only have a couple minutes, but my yeah. goodness, we're okay. all so involved in that electronics before sleep bed. Sleep hygiene, yeah, and you're exactly right. Sleep hygiene just refers to things you can do to help yourself sleep. So obviously you need to, you know, if people can, can set a, a bedtime for themselves, set an arise time for themselves and try to, to stick with it. Of course, getting... Adequate sleep is very important for adults. Most individuals will say, you know, between oh, between seven and nine hours uh, is, 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 you know, there's a wide range and there's, of course, individual variation. But if you, you know, seven to nine hours is, is what people should be shooting for to function optimally. Bedrooms, uh, you know, the room where you sleep should be optimal for sleep, dark, quiet. And that does mean no electronics. Right now there's People have turned their bedrooms into their family rooms, and in bed with them is, is phones and and tablets and computers, and there's TV on, and there's tele, you know, everything's going off, and that's absolutely not.
should be sleeping with all those external cues and and stimuli going on. Um, so so um, you know avoidance of all that all that stuff, and that's what gets uh, you, you know a lot of adolescents and teenagers. You know they have a what's called a, a normal phase shift. They don't get sleepy till later when they enter adolescence and teenage years. So they don't start getting, you know, sleepy, you know, till 11. And then if they're going to start looking at all their electronics, they might not, you know, go to bed until 1, 2 in the morning. And then Ugh. trying to get them up for school becomes a chore. And especially at this time of the year, now they're losing an hour of sleep in addition to all of that that's going on. Functioning in school is, is would be just extremely difficult. It is. It absolutely is. And it's such great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Katz, for being with us. Sleep hygiene is so important. And parents, you heard him talk about it. You can absolutely try and sort of get your kids to go to bed just a little bit earlier every single night till you're ready for the spring forward time because it can really mess with those circadian rhythms and make everybody a little tired and irritable in the day. So some kids, it even takes a couple days to get through. So starting now is the best idea. And remember to turn the clocks back coming up soon. Or no, forward. You know what I mean. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. Stay well.